Welcome to the Special Bulletin Review, the secure remote workforce sponsored by Lookout. Welcome and thanks for joining us. My guest today is Bob Stevens, Vice President for the Americas at Lookout. Bob, good to have you on. Good to be here, Tom. Thanks. And let's start with the beginning here. Mobile devices at one time were accoutrements almost. They were outside the infrastructure and they weren't really used to do enterprise computing. Maybe they would display results, but otherwise they were not really part of the computing infrastructure. That's all advanced quite a bit in recent years where they are really doing computing work, yet they're still outside the infrastructure. So what's the latest thinking in how to secure devices so used in the enterprise at federal agencies? Yeah, what you're saying is true, Tom. I mean, they are definitely outside the infrastructure. They're, they've always been outside the infrastructure. Um, you know, the, the techniques to secure them is, you know, it's a defense in depth approach, um, you know, so multi, multi-pronged. So one is, uh, you know, some sort of container on the device so that you can have um, some, you know, your work inside that container uh, where it's encrypted and, and better protected. Um, you also want to have um, um, some VPN service likely that you can, you, you can use, again, to just encrypt the data as it transits the infrastructure uh, back into the network. Uh, and then um, there's uh, anti-malware, antivirus uh, um, solutions, uh, also anti-phishing, and also, uh, you know, prevention against man-in-the-middle attacks, and and uh, and um, um, uh, something that's analyzing the applications uh, on your device to ensure that they're free of any any potential malware. So it's really all of those things that are required to protect uh, to pre- protect the mobile devices. And I want to explore some of those in more depth. But first, I want to ask you too, with the rise in telework, which peaked hugely, say, in April and May of this year, maybe in June, coming down a little bit, but probably won't drop to where it was before with lots more people using mobile devices on a permanent basis. Is there any kind of scaling considerations people need to think of in a permanent way as they keep these devices secure? Well, I think that uh, the thing that you really need to be concerned about is that that those devices are now being used more than ever, as you indicated, uh, to access, uh, you know, government uh, data. Uh, And that data, you know, can be brought back to those devices and and, and actually stored there. Um, So the use of those devices has has got to be a greater concern to to all of the government agencies out there. Uh, And they've got to, you know, really pay attention and prioritize the securing of that data. As you mentioned, you know, telework, you know, happened in a big way a few months ago. Um, and uh, from what I've read, I'm sure you've read the same thing, uh, most agencies are gonna stick with it uh, for, you know, the foreseeable future, if not forever. Uh, you know, there's a lot of them that, that have said that they've learned a lot of good lessons as a result of uh, now teleworking. Uh, they, they've realized that their folks can be um, even more productive than they may have been, you know, commuting into an office. Uh, and so there's no reason to just sort of maintain uh, what they're doing today. Uh, which again is going to put more emphasis on on mobile devices uh, and the use of those for for work-related issues. And of course you deal with at Lookout with both the big classes of of mobile devices. Let's say iOS is one class and the various versions of Android. I guess for that matter there's more than one iOS version running at any given time. So you've got really in some sense more operating systems outside the infrastructure than in it in some case, you know, for the end user. And so any considerations there with the multiple OSs that you have to deal with? Well, yeah, that's, that's always a consideration and ensuring that they're patched correctly. Uh, it's no different than what do they call patch Tuesday, right? When everybody patches their Microsoft um, 
um, endpoints. Uh, it's a it's a similar thing in the mobile world. Uh, you know, every operating system needs needs patches. Uh, you know, it's not that people intentionally write bad code or or um, do some or make a mistake that uh, that somebody can exploit, but it but it happens. Um, that's the way the software world works. So uh, it's very important to ensure that uh, you know your your operating systems are kept up to uh, up to date. And more importantly, as is. It's, it's important to have the visibility into the operating systems you have deployed. Um, because if you've got one that's really old, it could have you know, a bunch of uh, vulnerabilities in it uh, that the bad guys can take advantage of and there's no patch for it because those companies stopped supporting um, those versions years ago. So you've got to have the visibility uh, into the operating systems that you have uh, in your infrastructure. And we're going to explore that more also. But I wanted to ask you about man in the middle attacks. This is something that's been around for a long time. Is this a function of the mobile device to protect it? Or is it something that has to be on the network since the attacks come somewhere between the device and the server that you might be trying to access? Yeah, it's a good point. You're right. It's, it is outside the infrastructure. So man in the middle uh, detection has to occur at the endpoint. Uh, it's not going to occur in the infrastructure. Uh, so if you don't have anything on your mobile device that indicates that you have a man in the middle attack going on, um, then you know the bad guys are able to steal just about everything uh, off of off of that device, to include you know your credentials, which is probably the thing that they're going after the most. Uh, because once they get credentials, then they can potentially log into the network itself uh, and start to access all kinds of you know backend information that uh, agencies don't want to uh, have access. Well, how does that work then? How can a device know? What, how can software on a device know what is happening to? the data leaving it. Yeah, so, um, so as you know, a mobile device tries to connect to every Wi-Fi network it comes in contact with. Uh, so, you know, the man in the middle, they're sitting there, you know, posing uh, as some known uh, Wi-Fi connection, like a Starbucks. You know, they'll, they could even label it the Starbucks connection. So, you know, your device attaches to it. You know, you might even get a pop-up that says that, you know, are you okay connecting to the S Starbucks uh, Wi-Fi network, you're going to click yes, uh, and it's actually somebody that's uh, terminating that session for you, um, but before you get to the back end uh, or your, you know, legitimate infrastructure. Uh, and at that point, they can get on your device and uh, and literally steal everything that's on there, as well as all the data that's in transit. So, um, so it's not just it's it. You know, we could say that it's encrypted, but it's actually not at that point, right? You're mm -hmm. you're, you're able to steal plain text data. So. So there's an agent then that can reside on the mobile device to detect that. Yes, yeah, Lookout uh, to detects that today. We uh, we actually um, you know do it in a couple of different ways. Uh, I won't go into technical detail on that, but yes, you know we're able to sit on that device and 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 quickly tell you whether um, you've attached to you know a man in the middle or uh, a legitimate network. All right, on that note, we'll take a short break. My guest today is Bob Stevens, Vice President for the Americas at Lookout. I'm your moderator, Tom Temin. This is Special Bulletin Review, the Secure Remote Workforce, sponsored by Lookout here on Federal News Network. Lookout is the leader in mobile security, protecting the device at the intersection of the personal you and the professional you, which is more important than ever in today's telework environment. Lookout delivers modern endpoint security with the most comprehensive protection from device, network, app, and phishing threats without prying into your data. 
Kerasoft, the trusted government IT solutions provider, partners with Lookout to streamline and optimize distribution. For more security that goes everywhere you go, visit Lookout.com. Welcome back to Special Bulletin Review, the Secure Remote Workforce, sponsored by Lookout here on Federal News Network. My guest today is Bob Stevens, Vice President for the Americas at Lookout. I'm your moderator, Tom Temin. And before the break, Bob, we were talking about some of the I guess, more extant and uh, popular types of attacks happening for mobile devices. And phishing is something we associate with the desktop for the most part, because that's how most of them are as emails. But we don't use our desktops typically for some of the functions we use on our mobile devices. So tell us about the phishing situation as a, a attack vector right now in the mobile world. Yeah, I can tell you that most of the, uh, the, the nation state or the sophisticated attacks that we see start with a phishing campaign. Uh, it's still the easiest way to get on um, any type of, uh, of uh, device. Um, I'll tell you the biggest difference between what we know as phishing in the desktop or laptop world and the mobile world is completely different. Uh, in, in the desktop slash you know, laptop world, you know, as you said, it's the phishing attempt normally comes in via email. And we've all had, you know, phishing training and we know what to look for, you know, hover over the link, you know, uh, if you didn't expect the email, then challenge it, you know, things of that nature. Uh, on a mobile device, phishing can happen in many, many different ways. It can come in as an SMS text. It can come in via a messaging app like WhatsApp or, um, tel um, or some of the other ones that exist. It can come in via, you know, Facebook, uh, you know, web browsing and email. Uh, there's all kinds of different ways for phishing to occur uh, on, on a mobile device. And the, the biggest difference is all the training we've had goes out the window because you can't hover over links on, on, on a mobile device. Uh, you know, and, uh, and the attacks are pretty sophisticated, as I mentioned before. You know, it, it's, you know, you'll get a text message that says, you know, one of your children is in the hospital. Click here for more details. Well, most people are going to click on that. And unfortunately, as soon as you do, you've been infected. Um, so... Uh, phishing is, you know, if, if I'm a hacker, it's a lot easier to go after the mobile device. That's what I'm going to do. And it seems uh, that there's evidence out there, and I've, can, I've seen this personally, and you probably have also, that people are obtaining lists of mobile cell numbers, just as they almost as if there's directories of them somewhere, like there were in the landline days. And so all kinds of advertising and text and, you know, Lord knows what's buried in those. That's true. And, you know, most of us have dumped our home phone numbers nowadays. So we're, we give out our, our, our mobile phone number as if it's the only thing that we have to connect to. And, and it is in a lot of cases. Uh, so um, you're right. I mean, it's, you know, it's, it's pretty readily available. It's not that hard to figure out. Um, and earlier you talked about the analysis of applications that are the enterprise applications on a phone. Uh, what is it that they monitor? What do you want to look for in an application in service of maintaining cybersecurity? Well, if I'm a, if I'm a government agency, there's probably a few things I want to look for. Uh, one is, you know, is it communicating with uh, a server outside of the United States? Uh, that's probably a big no-no. Is it monitoring my location? Uh, because as we've seen recently in the news in regard to TikTok, uh, you know, it monitors location and that's a problem for some of the, 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 the military folks uh, that are using TikTok in, you know, forward locations, uh, which could potentially give away a lot, uh, you know, a lot of their advantage to the adversary. So, um, so you, you know, you, you want to make sure it's not, you know, monitoring location, 
um, that it doesn't have any malware in it, you know, that it's free of vulnerabilities. Um, so there's a, there's a, a long list of things that you want to look for in an, in an app. Now, unfortunately, because apps, uh, you know, are so readily available, you can't do it with humans anymore. You have to do it with AI or machine learning. Uh, which is what what we do here. You know, our backend infrastructure is set up so that when you download an app, we are analyzing that app uh, in that infrastructure, and we can tell pretty quickly whether it's going to have either risky behavior or malicious behavior, uh, and we're going to notify both you and the organization uh, to ensure that uh, that no one actually uses that application uh, and potentially, uh, you know, helps the bad guys uh, do nefarious things. So, in some sense, you have to monitor everything on the phone, those apps that are, may not be connected to the enterprise just to make sure they're not accessing the enterprise information and the enterprise apps to make sure that they're behaving in a way and being used in a way that is legitimate for the agency purposes. Yeah, that's true. I mean, we talked to, you know, in the, in the beginning about containers and the use of containers, and I think that containers are important, uh, but containers can be circumvented. Uh, you know, if I download an application on in the non-container section of my phone, um, the bad guys could potentially root or jailbreak that device. And if they do, uh, that means that they have, you know, root access. When you have root access, you can go anywhere on the phone, even inside the container. So uh, it, it's a protection mechanism that needs to be there, but there's also got to be something that tells you whether that device has been root or jailbroken that sits outside the container. Um, so, so... Um, it's, it's equally as important. So therefore, uh, you need to, you as the enterprise CISO, the, uh, the apparatus that monitors security and so forth, those phones need to be on, in a sense, all the time. Well, they are, you know, and the beauty of, you know, if I'm, again, if I'm a hacker, what, everybody takes their phone everywhere with them. So it's not just when I'm on my desktop or laptop that I'm available to get information. You know, I have that device everywhere I go, and it's typically on everywhere I go. Uh, so, you know, it's it's the perfect you know espionage tool. All right, so we've got the onboard application monitoring, we've got uh, the phishing awareness. Uh, what are some of the other elements of defense in depth? I think you mentioned data isolation. I guess that would also extend to application isolation. But if you have monitoring, you also should have isolation anyhow. Correct. Um, that's that's true. Yes, uh, because again, you know, you know, it, if I put something outside of the container, you know, I and you know, I root or jailbreak the device, I can go back and forth. So it sort of circumvents, you know, the use of the container itself. Um, you know, visibility is the other thing that's very. We talked a little bit about this. Is, is key. Uh, you've got to understand, you know, what applications are in your infrastructure. You have to understand the operating systems that are that are out there. Um, how these mobile devices are being used. Uh, and uh, and when they're being used. So visibility is the other thing that's like very important in uh, in ensuring that you have a secure mobile infrastructure. And what are some of the techniques for gaining visibility? Uh, well, you, you know, one is if you have Lookout on the device, uh, as well as an MDM or mobile device manager, um, then you have, you know, pretty close to 100% visibility into what's occurring on the device. Uh, and so I think it's, a, we didn't really talk about MDMs. I forgot to mention that earlier, but a mobile device manager is certainly key uh, as well, because that is the tool that uh, enforces the policy that the organization uh, wants to, you know, um, have on all of their mobile devices. So Yes, uh, the, the mobile device management software as a class goes back quite a ways now. It's probably been around for more than 10 years. 
but yet it doesn't seem like any of the MDMs alone are sufficient as security mechanisms, are they? No, they're really not. I mean, they, they are not, and I think most of the MDM manufacturers will tell you it's not a security tool. It's, you know, it's a policy tool uh, is what it really is, and, and, and a management tool um, used to, you know, to manage the devices. Uh, you know, you need a tool like Lookout that's going to tell the MDM, you know, hey, this, this device has this vulnerability on it. Um, and then the MDM can take some sort of, put some sort of policy in effect to, you know, block service or whatever, whatever it is that they want to do uh, to ensure that the infrastructure is not compromised. And what are some of the user behaviors that should be enforced? Maybe the MDM can, can help those, but might need some sort of other enforcement mechanism, like you lose your device or your docked or something if you do this. What do people generally do that compromise uh, security that, that can be recognized and prevented? Well, let's face it, most people that, uh, most people that use a, a, a smartphone or a tablet today uh, don't consider security, you know, it's, especially, you know, I'll say the millennials, uh, you know, they're, uh, they're less inclined to think about security. They're not worried about using those mobile devices for anything. So in my opinion, you can't really trust a human uh, to, to ensure security. You've got to have the tools uh, um, that allow you to secure it. All right, we'll take a break. On that note, my guest today is Bob Stevens. He's Vice President for the Americas at Lookout. I'm your moderator, Tom Temin. This discussion is Special Bulletin Review, the Secure Remote Workforce, sponsored by Lookout here on Federal News Network. Lookout is the leader in mobile security, protecting the device at the intersection of the personal you and the professional you, which is more important than ever in today's telework environment. Lookout delivers modern endpoint security with the most comprehensive protection from device, network, app, and phishing threats without prying into your data. Kerasoft, the trusted government IT solutions provider, partners with Lookout to streamline and optimize distribution. For more security that goes everywhere you go, visit Lookout.com. Welcome back to our special bulletin review, the Secure Remote Workforce, sponsored by Lookout here on Federal News Network. My guest today is Bob Stevens. He's the Vice President for Americas at Lookout, and I'm your moderator, Tom Temin. And Bob, I want to go back to that point about phishing, because as you say, that's the foundation for most of the cyber incidents that happen. So, and you've done a lot of research into the whole issue of phishing and the vectors they use and the effects they have. What are some of the horror stories and what should agencies be on the look for, look out for, no pun intended, as they try to rein in this whole phishing issue? Yeah, so I think one of the things they need to ensure is that they have some sort of phishing protection on, you know, on their mobile devices, because I can tell you that most of them today have nothing. Um, and uh, the, as I mentioned earlier, some of the more sophisticated uh, attacks uh, and for sure the nation state uh, attacks that we've seen all start with some sort of phishing campaign. Uh, and just as an example, we saw one that targeted the Israeli Defense Force uh, and the, the, uh, the troops there were sent a text, you know, uh, talking about attractive women. Uh, and, you know, if they clicked here, or maybe even attractive men, I'm not sure, it could have been both. But uh, if you click here, uh, you know, you'll get access to some of the pictures. And of course, a lot of them did it. And uh, once they did, their device was infected. Uh, and uh, they were able to pull all kinds of data off of the devices at that point uh, to include the credentials uh, and, you know, potentially gain access into the, the uh, Israeli Defense Force network. Um, we recently published uh, some threat intelligence about uh, another sophisticated attack 
that we called silk bean. Uh, it, uh, it, it's in China uh, and it, it targeted the, uh, you know, Muslim citizens uh, living in China. Uh, and, uh, and again, it started with, some, with a phishing campaign. Uh, once uh, once they, um, they clicked on the exploit, uh, the device was infected and it was almost impossible to get it off um, at that point. And uh, the beauty of that campaign was that, of course, as we mentioned earlier, the mobile device goes everywhere with them. So when the, those, those, uh, those targets were, you know, leaving the country and going elsewhere and potentially meeting with other, you know, other Muslims, then uh, the, the, uh, they could be spied upon. Uh, and they could learn more and more about the connections that they have and continue to build out their network um, so that they understood uh, where all of their targets were throughout the world. Um, so, so again, pretty sophisticated, sophisticated campaign, um, all started with a phishing attack. Uh, so we really need to start paying attention to phishing uh, on mobile devices. It's becoming more and more prevalent um, today. Should we worry about the eventuality that the recipient of the phishing attack won't have to click on something, but people can simply send it via the text if that's the case, and put the malware on without your having to do anything? Um, I have not seen a, 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 that capability yet, although I've heard, I've heard that uh, there's a company uh, that, uh, called NSO, uh, and they've been in the news a lot. I had heard that they, they had created um, uh, uh, um, an attack that um, didn't um, require you to click on anything uh, with the, uh, with the, and the device would be infected. Um, I don't know much about it, but I've heard. So yeah, in theory, what you talked about is is coming, uh, and of course, uh, that would be um, uh, something that we would want to detect uh, and ensure that uh, doesn't get into the government infrastructure. Sure. Well, we'll have to cross that bridge when we come to it. In the meantime, agencies are using a lot more cloud applications so that the resources that users access are not simply the data centers, but also commercial areas. Uh, cloud, commercial cloud providers, cloud services providers. How has that affected how people should approach mobile security? Well, as you know, you know, the, the, the mobile devices are talking to a cloud all the time. Every application is talking to a cloud. I always think it's interesting when I go in and talk about the lookout uh, um, capabilities and I inevitably get asked, are you guys just using cloud? Are you going to be 100% cloud-based? And the answer is yes, we are. Uh, and there's reasons for that. Um, the reason that we're cloud-based is if I, you know, if I put an agent on the device and I have all of my detection techniques or capabilities in within that agent, uh, you know, somebody could reverse engineer that and now circumvent my technology. Um, but by having things in the cloud, they don't understand what my techniques are. You can't reverse engineer the cloud. <laughs> so it's very challenging for them, uh, if not impossible, uh, for them to figure out exactly what techniques we use uh, to, for all of our detections. Uh, so I think, you know, using a security solution like ours in the cloud is super important. Um, but when I mentioned that to, to government agencies, a lot of government agencies today, I was like, oh, wait, we can't use, we can't use the cloud. Um, but, you know, and I want to say to them, hey, every application that you use today is accessing the cloud. So, <laughs> you know, why, why, why are they different than we are? Yeah, well, I guess you have to go no further than email, which almost every agency now has uh, done the cloud version of email. That's almost universal in government. So uh, to underscore what you say, the cloud is where the work is happening. It's true. Yeah. And, and let's, let's think about just when, when so, you know, an employee travels, 
what are they going to want to access while they're traveling? You know, they're going to want, if they're flying United, they're going to want to access the United app, uh, which is cloud, right? And, and, and if they're staying at a Marriott, they want to access the Marriott app. And, and you know, if they want to take an Uber, right? It, I could go on and on. Uh, th these are all conveniences of life now that are just expected. Uh, and, you know, you can't stop people from using them. Sure. And that gets to the issue of application development. And there's a lot of news now about TikTok, a lot of TikTok talk. And I have to confess, I don't have it. I've never seen it. I'm not quite sure exactly what it is, but I see a lot of people laughing at it. But the China connection is the concern here. And so uh, what about application development, the supply chain leading to apps and applications? And for that matter, is there anything in the mobile device hardware in terms of supply chain? Because those are mostly not U.S. content. What, how does that affect security? And is that something we can have any control over? Yes. Uh, so let's address the applications. You're, you're right. I mean, we have to be very concerned about where apps are being developed uh, or where, um, you know, the source delivery or SDK, source delivery kits are where they're being pulled from and used within an application, which is why, again, the, the, anal the, the analysis of an app is like, is very, very important um, because that's when you're going to learn, you know, where was that application written? Where is the data going? What kind of servers is it accessing? What kind of services is it accessing? Um, you know, are there any, you know, uh, kits in there that, uh, that came from another country uh, that are going to introduce, you know, vulnerabilities or malware that I, that I wasn't aware of uh, when, I, when I put that kit in there. So uh, all that is, is very important. I can tell you there's, there's legislation that's uh, currently being written, um, uh, specifically, you know, in regards to China, that says that, uh, you know, the, that uh, anytime you use an application that, that has been written, uh, by any company in China or uses some sort of SDK from any company in China that the user is aware, uh, which I think is important, but I also think it's got to be expanded. Uh, it can't be just, just China. I think if there, there's other places that we would want to know uh, if, uh, you know, it was written in, 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 those, uh, in those countries, like Russia is an example. Um, and uh, so, so the, the supply chain is super important. And the only way you can determine uh, is to do an, a deep analysis of that application. And again, because there's so many updates that occur to, to apps and there's so many apps that are available, you can't do it with people. Uh, you've got to do it uh, with machine learning or, or, um, or AI. Uh, that's the only way to stay on top of it. Just to give you an idea, you know, I think Lookout now has over 100 million applications in our corpus. Now, most people would say, okay, there's not 100 million unique apps out there. They're right, there's not. There's probably maybe seven, eight million unique apps. But we look at every version as a new application because every version could introduce some yep. sort of malware into the infrastructure. All right, we've got about 30 seconds left. Let me just ask you this. With Lookout looking at all of the agency's mobile devices, do you see the data? We do not see the data. Yes, it's a, it's a good point. We never look at any user data whatsoever. It is, uh, it is uh, only the, uh, the applications uh, and, um, and the operating systems. Good place to close on. Thank you so much, Bob Stevens, Vice President for the Americas at Lookout. Thanks for being with us. Thank you. I'm your moderator, Tom Temin. You've been listening to Federal News Network. For more on this discussion, visit federalnewsnetwork.com and search Lookout. Thank you for listening to the Special Bulletin Review, the secure remote workforce sponsored by Lookout on Federal News Network.
When we need help, we turn to government. When government needs help, they turn to Federal News Network. Federal News Network, helping feds meet their mission.